coming up. Can you be over-friendly? Hang on, this is your comfort zone. I apologise if I've offended anybody. <laughs> Except that he didn't pause, Mark. I genuinely thought you were going to find that much more difficult than you did. That is one of my favourite wildcards we've done. <laughs> Reading it off a screen is a lot more difficult. I didn't go in like a bull in a china shop like I normally do. Well, she's quite small. It'll be very quick, promise you. It actually makes it so exciting. The joy of being able to sight-read. On that bombshell. <laughs> and now, enjoy the podcast. How do you say that? 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 Hello and welcome to today's episode of How Do You Say That? Sponsored by BritishVoiceOver.co.uk. Now, every week we set out to prove there's more than just one way to read a script. And if you're a voiceover artist, director, actor, podcaster, anyone who uses a mic professionally, then this is the podcast for you. Let me introduce my co-host, Sam Boffin. Hi, Sam. Hello. Hello. Now, today's fun fact about Sam is that she once accidentally tipped red wine over the comedian Jim Davidson. Nick, Nick. I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, and he was wearing a white suit at the time, oh, and no. it was literally minutes before. Well, <gasps> minutes. It was. It was about half an hour before he was meant to go oh, on God. and do a show. What was his reaction? Actually, to be fair, I, I'm not the biggest fan, but he was charming. <laughs> I think he knew that wardrobe would probably be able to come up trumps. He must have a dozen white suits in there. It was a long, long time ago, though. <laughs> anyway, and my co-host is Mark Rice, who is getting a new Ishkar this week because the old one's gearbox gave up the ghost. Oh, so, well, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, new Ishkar is the good news out new-ish. of this story. Paying three grand for a gearbox to then hand it back to the <gasps> garage is not not so much fun. No. Not so much fun at all, frankly. No. But there we go. Let's Let's put that financial pain to one side, shall we? <laughs> well, of course, we also have a special guest who this week is Danny Cowan. Hello, Danny. Hello. Hello. It's lovely How to have you, you on. Yeah, good. It's lovely to be on. And I'm so sorry because I am a bit useless and you have been asking me to do this for years. So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> to be fair, we've been trying to get you on for a long time, so I'm really glad that we found yeah. the time. I'm here. Hooray! <laughs> so, for the best part of 20 years, Danny has been a regular on your TV. He's been warning of strong language and scenes of a sexual nature. He's probably best known for his cheeky Northern Irish charm and tongue-in-cheek announcements on E4 and Channel 4, and more recently, BBC Wales going on to win the Best Announcer Award at the One Voice Awards three years. Let's hear that again. Three years running. <laughs> well, he started his career with BBC Radio Ulster, had a stint broadcasting in Cyprus before moving to work for the BBC in London on everything from Chuckle Vision to the death of Diana before working full-time for Radio One. He's also appeared on Sky and Netflix and recorded many commercials for everything from Argos to Sainsbury's, Asda and many more. Danny, have you got a fun fact that you can share with us? Well, following on from Sam's fun fact, (laughs) I've got two fun facts now, so it'll be very quick, promise you. Okay, so the first fun fact is that uh, I once stood on Lulu. (gasps) Well, she's quite small. She's very small. <laughs> Where, when, how? Uh, it was at a, at the time I was working for Radio 1 and we had this party for us all. And uh, yeah, uh, and Lulu was at the bar. I may have had one or two uh, drinks and accidentally stood on her, Amazing. at which point she yelped. <laughs> the other one is I have had Boy George sing down the phone to me. Oh. What, and um, Why? I was working in uh, Ibiza at the time for a production company called Wise Buddha uh, mm. and also for Radio 1. And I was kind of looking after um, Boy George and he was in his villa. 
And he was writing this uh, West End musical called Taboo. Uh, and he decided one day that he wanted to try out one of the songs and just rang me in my villa and sang it down the phone to me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't think that happens very often to people. So I thought, uh, no, you know, that's, no. that's a bit different, isn't it? So, so on that note. On that bombshell. <laughs> on that Boy George bombshell. Let's have a look at our first script of the show and ask, how do you say that? How do you say that? So this is something I've been working on recently. Guys, got any questions? It looks like an audio guide to me. It is an audio guide, absolutely. Ah, okay. I say it's an audio guide. It was in a museum. It's a fixed audio guide. So it's for visitors to listen to. It is. As I say, it was, it, yes, the, the, the word medieval crops up a couple of times. It is absolutely mm. all about medieval iconography. Whoop-hoo! That is a difficult <laughs> phrase, and I notice it's in there. It's like, yeah, yes. it is quite a few times. Yeah. Yes. Well, Danny, you, you can rest for a moment because you don't have to go first. It's all good. Thank goodness. Uh, she makes me go first on these ones. All oh, right, <laughs> okay. Good luck with that. Uh, mm, okay, well, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. Okay. Hmm. This open-mouthed gargoyle statue on a corner of Paris's Notre Dame Cathedral is often considered to be an icon or visual shorthand for what we associate with the medieval. Though many aspects of the surviving building are in fact medieval, the gargoyles are not. They were added during a 19th century restoration as a practical architectural feature. They may have included water spouts or something to redirect water runoff from the building. Though they don't belong to the iconography of Christianity, they have become emblematic of the building's character. Nice. Do you know what I was particularly impressed about? You made a mistake and you actually corrected yourself in it to make it sound right. I thought I had to, yes. I went from plural <laughs> to singular quite quickly, yes. I noticed that too. I was very impressed. Well done. <laughs> the joy of being able to sight read. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I have to say, what I loved about that, Mark, is that you were, you were quite low-key on it. I didn't go in like a bull in a china shop like I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> you were nicely low-key, I thought, actually. Okay. Uh, I thought it was very good. Uh, I thought I liked your style. Your um, your pace was very good. As you know, with announcers and people who work in television, we usually have to speak very quickly to very time quickly. And, yep. and things like that. So, yeah, it was nicely paced, uh, which I probably won't do myself. But, yeah. <laughs> As a listener to the podcast, Annie, you know I constantly get told off for going too fast and too hard. And that probably is from 20 years in continuity. That's that's exactly what it is. And I, I suffer the same thing, especially, you know, read. I've had to do some narration for Netflix recently. Uh, and I've listened back to it. And I've gone. I'm far too fast. Far too. I need to slow down. I need to slow down. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's just one of those things because you're trying to get. Whenever you're on the telly speaking live, uh, you you want to get everything out of the way as quickly as yeah. possible because you've got to hit these points as well. So yeah. Yeah. Well, now you get a go, and now oh, you've God. given your. Well, now you've <laughs> given yourself that note. Yeah. You might consciously go a bit slower. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This open-mouthed gargoyle statue on the corner of Paris's Notre-Dame Cathedral is often considered to be an icon, or visual shorthand, for what we associate with the medieval. Though many aspects of the surviving building are, in fact, medieval, the gargoyles are not. They were added during a 19th century restoration as practical architectural features that may have included water spots or something to redirect water runoff from the building. Though they don't even belong to the iconography of Christianity, they become emblematic of the building's character. 
very good. Nice. You sped up towards the end. And I think as as we came across iconography, because that's one that we just wanted to power through no, because it's a horrible word. Get it out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did speed up a little bit. But it yep. began as a beautiful pace, Sam, didn't it? It did. Really, really lovely paced. It was great. I mean, funny enough, one of the things that I was told off for, I was a bit big when I delivered it. Okay. And they wanted me to come right, right. down. Mm. It was a it was a very, very um, much gentler than I was expecting delivery. The nice thing about Danny's delivery, of course, that incredible Northern Irish accent is so warm. Absolutely. And, and it's really lovely. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I wish more people thought that. <laughs> it actually makes it so exciting as well, and particularly that, which had an awful lot of um, kind of oh, just tricky words in it. But I, I just, I loved it. Danny, how did you feel with the Gargoyle script? Was it one where you were looking at some of those words and thinking, oh God, it's coming up, it's coming up, it's coming up? Absolutely. And, and yeah. I think that that's it's one of the problems that I have. I'm, uh, I'm dyslexic as well. So I, what I do is I, uh, the way I work it is I read a script and I will try and memorize it. So yeah. I wow, know whenever okay. those words are coming oh up. Oh my God, that must And have I been know that they're then. the ones that uh, will cause me problems. And that's probably where I'll speed up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, whenever I, see, whenever I see things like this, I'm like, oh, and this is not my comfort zone. I'm, I'm used to saying things that yeah. sound natural and chatty. Mm-hmm. Yes, and this is the problem. It's such a formally written script, isn't it? Yes, it yeah. is. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, Sam, your chance to show us how it really was done. How how it's really done. How I did it. That's not necessarily how it's really done. (laughs) Two very different things. You got paid for it. It's how it was really done. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) This open-mouthed gargoyle statue on a corner of Paris's Notre-Dame Cathedral is often considered to be an icon or visual shorthand for what we associate with the medieval though many aspects of the surviving building are in fact medieval, the gargoyles are not. They were added during a 19th century restoration as practical architectural features. They may have included water spouts or something to redirect water runoff from the building. Though they don't even belong to the iconography of Christianity, they have become emblematic of the building's character. That's very warm. What I really loved was... The gargoyles are not. You were very yeah. much, oh, hey, everyone, this is different. Yeah. That's it, yeah. You made it sound more like a like an actual story, which yeah. which is exactly what we're supposed to do, isn't it? So yeah, I, I agree that the formality and the words in it make it just feel so difficult to wade through. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, this is in the middle of it. So it's slightly unfair because yes. by the time I got to this bit, you know, I was kind of fairly at home with the madness of the medieval stuff that I was talking about. (laughs) Play How Do You Say That? Well, it is worthwhile remembering that these are real scripts we've been working on, but we've changed names and some details to avoid copyright issues. So, Danny, from the world of continuity, you have Mm. done what we kind of thought you would. You have brought a continuity script with you. I have indeed. Uh, This was from January. Okay. Uh, And it's coming off the back of EastEnders well-known mm-hmm. program yep. uh, and doom, uh, yeah doom, 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 doom. that's yep. the very one <laughs> uh, and so yeah you've got to be you've also got to be well aware of what's happening at the end of the program 
uh, to sort yeah. of be be able to pick up off. And a... do you get to watch the last minute or so of the program so that you know what's happened? We get to watch the whole program. Oh, nice. So yeah, so it's a, it's a new feature, I believe, with the BBC. Uh, mm. With Channel Four, we've been able to do that for a very long time. But um, we, yeah, we basically watch. We can watch all the programs, which uh, makes such a difference because. If you're picking up of something that you haven't seen or you don't yeah. know what's happening in the programme and sense, you just no. suddenly smash into something talking about something else, it's just going to sound mm-hmm. horrible. And so the credits are rolling at the side and... They yeah, are so- indeed, yes. Uh, then there's a little gap and then you'll see what will happen then. If you're watching it on the telly, There's a little. I leave a little gap and I move the graphic. So the yeah. graphics will be for the traitors and for Gladiator. Yep. Yeah. But I sort of left a little gap so that I can stick a little bit in before that. And Danny, are you in control of when that move happens? I am, yes. Ah, you see, because when I was doing continuity, I was never in control of when it happened. So that was writing to time to actually see that move happen as well. Uh, well, with the BBC, I'm uh, an announcer director, so uh, I basically have control over everything. Uh, yeah, so nice. if it falls off, it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> have you had time to rehearse that watching the end credits or is it timed and you just have to kind of go for it? Well, although I can watch the end of the programme, uh, it depends on, on where the programme's coming from. If I'm playing it locally from Wales... Uh, I can view the I can view the graphics and everything like that and rehearse right. it as many times as I like, but with things like EastEnders, they're they're what's known as network programs, so they'll come from London or Salford, uh, and we can't actually see the end of it because obviously it's getting played out from there. Uh-huh. But what I can do is I can look at the graphics to see how they they sort of come up on the screen, yep. uh, and then just hope that it all works out okay. <laughs> A lot of it is a lot of luck, really. So, yeah. yeah. It's so complicated, continuity. You know, I think I was just, just speaking between the programmes. They do. And there's so much to it, so many different aspects that you've got to be really good at. The thing is that you're, you're there to be the voice of the channel. You're there to to represent BBC One or E4 or Channel 4 or whatever, whatever it is you're doing. And, you know, you can do that in a friendly way without being a person, if you get me. Right. OK, Sam. I'm going to get you to go first on this one. So friendly, informal, chatty. Uh, right, OK. And how uh, many yes. seconds do you reckon, Danny? 28 uh, e- max? Uh, East Angeles, I'm trying to remember what it is. I think it's 30, 31 seconds, I think okay. we've got on this. Okay. So it's quite, it's quite lengthy, actually. So this is script quite is quite lengthy. short for that amount of time. So, yeah. Good luck, Sam. Thanks. <laughs> now, I think that's what we call spilling the tea. Find out if it gets cleaned up tomorrow at half past seven. And talking of spilling the tea, could Diane's drinking from the poison chalice mean the death of her? Well, if you think EastEnders is dramatic, I don't think you'll be able to handle the traitors tonight at nine. But if beefy people in Lycra is more your thing, you might want to press red to watch Gladiators on iPlayer. There was a very much uh, I'm letting you into a secret here um, sound about that. Uh, I, I, yeah, I've got such a boring voice for this sort of thing. <laughs> I would never say that. <laughs> oh, Don't say God. that. That's a terrible thing to say. No, but, you know, it's just that, well, you know, I suppose you build up a personality, don't you, and, and that, that kind of thing. I, I just think I sound a bit square. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing is that you've got to also remember the, the, the channel that you're on. Exactly. So your yep. your exactly. personality changes with the channel. So, for example... On E4, it would be a completely different script with yes, completely exactly. different words. And, yes, exactly. Uh, 
and, yeah. a, and a completely different style of doing it. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, for yeah. four seven or more four or channel four. Yeah, again. I would probably be all right on really or drama or those sort of channels, yep. but nobody would pick me to do E4. <laughs> I'm far too, do you know what I mean? It's just, they'd be mad. <laughs> I think I think it was very good. Uh, I think your pace was good. I liked your way of, um, you know, trying to let us into a secret thing. I think it was maybe a little storytelling, though, if you get me. Yes, yes. Uh, rather than, than chatty. It's interesting because, of course, if I wrote for me, mm. I would write yes. the script that I would. So it, it's a re- yeah. this is such a personal script. Absolutely. It's, it's, so it's really interesting, isn't it? And I think that that's what you've got to bear in mind because we write yep. all of our own scripts. And, and uh, in the nations, we get a copy of the network scripts. Um, and nine times out of ten, we'll just rewrite them to our, mm. to our own words because... Uh, there's no use trying to read someone else's words whenever you're trying to make something sound personal. So, yeah, it's definitely... these are definitely my words and the way that I would yes. say them. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right, okay, let me have a go and uh, let's let's see what I do with it. After the doofs. Does anyone want to do the doofs? Go on then. <laughs> now, I think that's what we call spilling the tea. Find out if it gets cleaned up tomorrow at half seven. And talking of spilling the tea, could Diane's drinking from the poison chalice mean the death of her? Well, if you think EastEnders is dramatic, I don't think you'll be able to handle the traitors tonight at nine. But if beefy people in Lycra is more your thing, you might want to press red to watch Gladiators on iPlayer. Fabulous. Possibly a little (laughs) over-friendly, I think. (laughs) (laughs) A little over-friendly? Is there such a thing? Can you be over-friendly? Uh, maybe a little too smiley. Maybe that's what I meant. It's a very sort of fine line between chatty and smiley. And I, I'm, yep. I, this is a personal gripe that I have, and I, apologies if anybody does this, but the people who read scripts and smile, you know, whenever they it just yeah. they make it sound as if they're smiling through all the words, and I'm just going, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> It's just a personal gripe. I'm, I'm, I apologise if I've offended anybody. No, no. The thing in continuity that, that I noticed myself doing, and I remember doing it, it's kind of muscle memory from years of doing continuity, is you hit certain words in a sentence because that you, you write it in that way and you hit certain words. Dramatic, handle, drinking, it, all of that um, mm-hmm. is, is really an, an obvious way of doing continuity and I don't think that's changed over the years particularly no and I, and again this is all down to time as well because yep. you've got to get these things out so quickly yep. and the the graphics are so limited that you've only got a certain amount of time to get as much information in mm-hmm. within seven seconds yeah. yeah so it's it's really really tight of uh, of the way that you do have to do then I, I won't I won't say that I get it right all the time because I don't it's live TV so <laughs> yeah so you do mess up quite a lot um but that's that's just one of the things of trying to speed read uh, and trying yes, to quite. make sure that you're spinning the plates and everything all at the same time yeah 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 all right danny give us your uh, interpretation of it god i'm actually nervous now <laughs> <laughs> hang on this is your comfort zone i know this is the audience really of two <laughs> that you've got right now they... <laughs> i think i'm probably more nervous about this one than i was the first <laughs> <laughs> All right then, so off the doofs. 
Well, I think that's what we call spilling the tea. Find out if it gets cleaned up tomorrow at half seven. And talking of spilling the tea, could Diane's drinking from the poison chalice mean the death of her? Well, if you think EastEnders is dramatic, I don't think you'll be able to handle the traitors. That's tonight's at nine. But if beefy people and lycra is more your thing, you might want to press red to watch The Gladiators on iPlayer. Wow, that was fast. That was great. That really was pacey, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 and Great and, and stuff. you you nicely blew through all. Well, yeah. you blew through all the punctuation that you put in, but presumably the punctuation that you put in is punctuation that you read in that way. Yeah, if that makes sense. So in in the BBC, I ha- I read a script off a screen, yeah. um, but in Channel Four, I have a printed out one. Interesting. Uh, and in Channel Four, I have scribbles all over it, which sort <laughs> of helps with the yep. pace and everything like that, and hitting certain words at certain times and knowing where to pause and. Yeah. Um, Reading it off a screen is a lot more difficult, I yep. find. Especially when the screen disappears halfway through the message. Yes, that doesn't and that help happens, either. doesn't yeah. it? No, no, yeah. indeed. Oh, yes. Your use of ellipses is interesting. So you use the dot, dot, dot as mm. a pause um, there. And and I do that because the, I think that is a natural speech pattern. Yeah, except that he didn't pause, Mark. No, he didn't actually. <laughs> oh, did no. I not? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's what I found so interesting was that it was there, but in fact you blew through it. I think, I don't even know whether the punctuation that I put in is uh, is to slow me down. I don't know what it is, but whenever yeah. I'm writing it, it sort of makes sense. So it's whenever a different I was, thought. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a different yeah. half sentence. It's almost a different thought each time you see an ellipsis. Yeah, I think mm, that's possibly what it is. Uh, again, uh, there's no, there's no reason or thought behind it. It just happens naturally with me now. I suppose so. Yeah. The one thing that we know is that people who've never thought about continuity listening to this will now hear it in a completely different way. Yeah. I think a lot of people uh, they don't realise that we do it live. They don't realise yeah. that we write yep. our own scripts. They don't realise that some of us also push the buttons as well. So yeah, there's there's a lot of work to it, and it's quite. Um, although I've been doing it for 20 years, I'm still quite nervous doing it because yeah. there's so much that could go wrong and, you know, we outside broadcasts, everything like that, you know, it could go very badly wrong as well. So, yeah. How do you say that? Well, now here's the moment we love, the wildcard section. Let's see if we can approach these scripts <laughs> in a completely different way. Danny, can you pick one of the scripts for Sam and give her a oh, character and, uh, <laughs> and, and maybe an action or a motivation? Okay, so let's go with script two. Oh, let's go with script two, with script two then. Yep. And then, I th- you see, I think I can picture uh, Sam doing this. Go on okay. then. Do it as uh, a Radio 4 continuity announcer <laughs> oh. coming up to the pips. Oh, wow. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, I reckon Radio 4 continuity leave oodles of time. That's my excuse anyway. Right, okay, so... <laughs> Now, I think that's what we call spilling the tea. Find out if it gets cleaned up tomorrow at half past seven. And talking of spilling the tea, could Diane's drinking from the poison chalice mean the death of her? Well, if you think EastEnders is dramatic, I don't think you'll be able to handle the traitors tonight at nine. But if beefy people in Lycra is more your thing, you might want to press red to watch Gladiators on iPlayer. <laughs> Beep, I mistimed beep, it. Beep. Yes, <laughs> mis- mistimed the bit. I love that because you started very, very evenly, just as as Radio Forward, and I could see that you had one eye on the clock. Mm. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I like just it. Perfect. I don't know. God knows what they do. But actually, you did. You brought a very Radio 4 even feel to it. <laughs> the hilarious thing about that is you just cannot imagine that they would write 
in that way. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine them saying and talking of spilling the tea? No. Spilling the tea? No, no it's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> now, Danny, I'm going to suggest one for you, but I'm oh, going God. to try and put you in your comfort zone, but bring you out of it. Oh, okay, hello. if that makes sense. I'm going to go for the gargoyle script. <gasps> no, you I can't knew do you that. Would. I can. <laughs> but, 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 but I would like you to transpose that as if it were a continuity announcement. Oh, okay. So rewrite it. Be the, be the yes. character. Well, r- talk around it so that that is the end of a programme. In your okay. kind of style, so I'm giving yep. I'm giving you, you the easy bit, but it's just a difficult thing for for the script. So I'm just wondering how you would approach it. Leave out great chunks is how I would approach it. <laughs> well, absolutely, because that is uh, that's longer yes. than I usually have to talk True. at all. So that's exactly. uh, yeah, it's overwritten, quite frankly, for continuous. Very much so, isn't it? <laughs> I'm yes. I'm thinking Danny style, but with okay. something that you just would not read. Right then, let's try this. And tomorrow night at nine, there are open-mouthed gargoyles on the corner of Paris's Notre Dame Cathedral. But what's it all about? Kevin MacLeod will be in his element. Find out tomorrow night at nine. Yes! <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> so good. You just got to... <laughs> Frankly, it's I don't know what that in was the first like, place, but... isn't it? <laughs> How you did that off the top of your head, I'm not quite sure, but that was no, very clever. <laughs> that was very that. clever. Of course, tying it into grand designs. What a clever <laughs> idea. <laughs> what a clever idea. <laughs> Let's talk about the gargoyles. What's it all about? Into there we go. It's about so buildings, isn't it? Kevin MacLeod. <laughs> I genuinely thought you were going to find that much more difficult than you did. Well oh, done. Oh, no, I did. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favourite wild cards we've done. <laughs> the question is, how do I get to follow that? Because Sam, I don't know what she's going to suggest. Well, do you know, I thought, I think I want you to do script one. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want you to be. <laughs> I want you to be a quantity surveyor. Okay. You're a building surveyor. He's giving information back to a very, very elderly client. Oh. Up okay. to you whether you want them to buy the place or not. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. Okay. Explaining okay. the building. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Let's give it a go. This open mouth gargoyle statue on the corner of Paris's Notre Dame Cathedral. It's often considered to be an icon, visual shorthand for what we associate to be the medieval. Although many aspects of the building are in fact medieval, uh, you see those gargoyles, yeah, no, those gargoyles are not. They're not. They were added during the 19th century restoration as practical architectural features. Look up, water spouts. It de- redirects the water runoff from the building. They've become emblematic of the building's character now. That was very good. Can I just say, I thought you did a great really job good. there. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way that you made him sound a bit like Cockney as well. Yeah. I like the fact there. you were really tetchy. <laughs> yeah. It was quite tetchy. Tetchy, tetchy. Well, if you want to play along in the privacy of your own booth, we have put both of those scripts in the show notes so you can have a try yourselves. And if you've never tried continuity before, have a go with Danny's script. Absolutely. You need to do that. So (laughs) actually staying in the continuity place, our question this week is, what's your backup plan if it all goes wrong? Oh, so like when the picture (laughs) falls off. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you see, this is this is the thing. So I'm trying to I'm trying to think of examples now. Uh... Uh, on E4, uh, we moved over to a new what's called a playout system. Uh, and basically, that's mm. the system that, that 
keeps the channel on air. It plays out the next programme, it plays out the adverts, it plays out the um, eye dance and everything like that. Uh, and we lost that one time and there's, they give you very little notice of uh, when these things are going to fall off air as well. So, yeah, you don't really have a backup plan most of the time. And this this is the problem because you just open the mic and just say whatever comes into your head. And <laughs> and I think that uh, I think that we were we were broadcasting um, Big Brother at the time. Uh, and I came off wow. the back of it and I said, as Sir Elton John said, sorry seems to be the hardest word. <laughs> as, you, as you can see, things aren't going quite according to plan here. Uh, I'd love to tell you what's coming up next, but I don't know. As I had people screaming into my ear going, we're going to friends. <laughs> How funny. How funny. So, yeah, I think I had about six different programs in that junction, which um, which I didn't know I was going to. And we ended up going back to Big Brother or something like that. So, yeah. The, you can have there's the, you can have so many backup plans. You can have so many scripts prepared. Yeah, you know that you'll never use them because no. the one time that you don't have a script prepared is the one time it'll go wrong. So I don't Danny, bother yeah. anymore. So it's the, it's the best way to do it, really. Danny, both when I was at BFBS Television and at Challenge doing it live, the one thing that I would make sure that I had to hand was the program listing. Always a good one. But as you say, you <laughs> don't necessarily know if the next programme or the next programme or the next programme is going to work either. Nope. If something's gone wrong. We used to have what's called the Radio Times, uh, obviously, whenever we uh, were doing these these kind of things. Um, I mean, I think it's still anymore. called the Radio Times. You oh, yes, it is. And it's, it's still available. And, and other <laughs> listings magazines are available Indeed. as well. Yeah, so we used to have a copy of the Radio Times uh, in the booth with us, which would be really handy because then you could just look at them and you, you could read things out from that. Uh, it's obviously all online now, so you can get it all you know, on, mm. on a screen in front of you. Um, but uh, yeah, there's but there's there's also times when when things go really wrong. So uh, the death of Michael Jackson. I know you probably don't want to hear this, but uh, the night that Michael Jackson died, we had a, a program on Channel Four called TNT Show, uh, and we had a sketch on the end of that program uh, about Michael Jackson. Oh and so we had this frantic phone call from the head of comedy, uh, wow. telling us to pull the program. So. We had we were in the process of moving away to the broadcast centre from from Channel Four, uh, mm. and we basically there was only me and one other person in the building. So we had to, they pulled the program, <laughs> and I was just there going, "Really sorry, can't tell you why we pulled the program, uh, oh but gosh. we pulled the program, and <laughs> we'll. I hope you. Wow. I, I think at one point I said, "I hope you enjoy this flying four because you're going to have it for the next two minutes and fifty seven seconds." <laughs> <laughs> so you had the backup ident at least. So you, you uh, yeah, have, we, yeah, we did have the breakdown uh, sort of thing, so we can't continue with the programme, yeah. but that's that's it. And then the the, wow. the Radio Times didn't save me that night because for the rest of the night, Channel 4 yeah. was showing something like um, Japanese cinema or something oh like God. that. So I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't really point, because I didn't really know anything about the programme, so I couldn't really point them either. <laughs> I think at one just, point I was, just, I was just talking, I was just going, hope you're enjoying this. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it just goes to show that even with the best laid plans, you never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, Danny, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show. All of Danny Cowan's details and <laughs> um, social media stuff and things can be found in the show notes. Yes, and we will also be putting today's scripts in the show notes exactly as they were written <laughs> so that you can have a read yourself. Yeah. So please do like and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and feel free to give us a review if you feel moved to do so. Okay, that's it for this week. Thank you, Danny. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> Thank you for on. having me. 
really oh, enjoyed it. It's a pleasure. We'll be back <laughs> next week with more scripts and another voiceover guest when we'll be asking, and we do this bit all together now. <gasps> How, How do you, do you say, say that? that? How do you say that? that?